Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, hello. And welcome to Shocking, Lurid, Tawdry, A History of American Scandal. I'm your host, Mark Pikert. And I'm your other host, Casey Howe. And welcome back. And today, this isn't the first one we have recorded since we officially launched. That's so true. That's so true. We were a little behind. The response response has been wildly muted. (laughs) artistically quiet understated elegance (laughs) we're we're the little indie that could (laughs) we're just waiting for fox searchlight to come on through and pick us up from that festival oh megan elliston please tune in Christine Bashan, oh. are you listening? <laughs> We're here. We're ready. These are it's our breakout moment. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. You well, have a hi, change of locale. Hi. I do. I do. I uh I escaped down to uh Florida for a couple weeks, back to back to my my quarantine abode. Um, which we're not quarantining anymore. So now it's just um spring in New York and you say bye. So mm-hmm. um, I had to get out of there for a minute. And so, yeah, I'm down in Florida for a couple weeks in uh, Key Largo. Oh. Yes. Yes. Wow. No, no well, boca someone... for me. Key Largo. No, not yet. <laughs> That's later. That comes later. <laughs> yeah. You've still got a couple good years of Key Largo in you. That's generous. Thank you. Thank you. You're a real uh, friend. Well, as someone who's been in Texas for the last three months, welcome to the Gulf Coast. Thank you. Thank you. It's delightful. It's nice and warm. It's quite sunny. Um, I'm back to my uh, sunscreening regimen in keeping um, the good people at Hawaiian Tropic in business. So thank you yeah. for all, mm-hmm. all your sacrifices and services. My favorite sunscreen brand because it smells nice. The other ones are like smell awful and are cakey. Like why can't like sunscreen, there's no reason why sunscreens can't smell nice. I just, I don't understand, but they figured it out at Hawaiian tropics. So you know what? Good for them. This episode brought to you by Hawaiian tropics. <laughs> I do. I have both their face and they have a new matte effect. So it's not as glossy on the um on the sunscreening it's just the best anyway hawaiian tropic are you listening i'm here for you i'm your best customer (laughs) Uh, but yes so florida is just um just delightful so that's my uh my news of the week um and 
and I'm having my little iced tea lemonade. Some some to call it an Arnold Palmer, but I don't I don't know. Well, I feel you like know, you can only never f- you can only order it as an Arnold Palmer. Well, if you can even say it, because I can't. Um, you can only order it that way. I think if you're actually at a golf course, that's my rule. Yes, I I'll never forget golfing with Arnold Palmer and. <laughs> the caddy came to take our drink orders and I said could I just get half lemonade and half iced tea and he said well that sounds like a damn fine drink I'll have one of those too and lo and behold who gets the credit a straight white man uh classic classic I mean does he need credit for one more thing I mean honestly oh from now on I'm calling it a I'm calling it a Mark Pikert that's it I won't stand for it thank you I won't uh, stand for also, it. will not be helpful in ordering it, but <laughs> I appreciate the effort. I'm, you know what, you got to really stick with it. And if you're going to, you know, take back all the things that have been stolen from from us by, by from everyone by straight white men, then we got to start somewhere. And I say, non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Sure. Well, and speaking of non-alcoholic beverages, I thought of you today because it's a long story that I don't want to get into, uh, but I was dr- I was drinking juice from a bottle of capers earlier. Oh, well, that happens. Like you do. And you can't, I mean, you don't just want to let that go to waste. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. And it made me remember the Gibsons at Olympia. Oh, Yes. And I realized maybe it's not that I love Gibsons at Olympia. Maybe I just love the brine from the capers they put in Gibsons at Olympia. <laughs> Bingo. Yep. Yep. I think that's the thing. Because anytime, remember, like sometimes they would they would skimp a little bit on it and we'd have to go back and mm-hmm. we'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna need um, I'm gonna need you to top top that off. Thanks. And it wouldn't be skimping on the gin. It would be skimping on the dilled capers. It was like a dill. I don't know what they put in there, but oh, that yeah. was good. That's yeah, they good. put dill and capers and cocktail onions. Oh, that's right. Oh. And that was oh. dinner. That's a salad. That was dinner. <laughs> Mom, don't worry. We had our greens. Check, check. All set. Yeah, we did. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It was always really well rounded. We had lots of minerals, botanicals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you order Hendrix, yes, That's you're, you're what covered. I mean. Check, check, check. This is covering all of my boxes. All of my boxes. Oh, alcohol. <laughs> don't don't I just sound like a newly sober person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the look for you. It suits you. Uh, you're so sophisticated. Yeah. Oh, so sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> You have oh, I love you it. have a story for me this I week. Do. It's your turn. I do. I do have a story for you this week. Um, today, um, and I did these notes a little while ago, so we're all going to take this journey together. Yay! Oh, oh fun. Um, okay, so today we're telling the story of Congressman Gary Condit and Chandra Levy. <gasps> oh! Dun dun dun. Okay, so. Um, listeners may not know, but I think like probably me and every other, you know, 
white girl in America um, has, whether it's a quarantine obsession or just a general obsession um, with true crime. So um, this is, I'm not going to get into all the, to the case of Chandra Levy so much, um, but listeners, if you're interested in that, it is a fascinating story, um, quite tragic. And um, there's a there's a great 2020 episode on it. There's lots of um, information on on what happened to to her specifically. But um, we are not going to necessarily dive into all the case details or any of the the crime elements of it because that's not this podcast. This is a scandals podcast. So we're going to stick with mm-hmm. that. Stay in our lane. Um, but anyway, so I dove down the true crime Chandra Levy rabbit hole, of course, naturally. Um, but anyway, we're going to stick to um, the scandal aspect of it, which is quite interesting, in my opinion. And I did not know all of the ins and outs and details. So here we go. Um, so Chandra Levy was... Um, from Modesto, California. She was 24. She came to Washington in September of 2000 for an internship with the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Fun fact. She needed it for her master's program and they had to do a, um, an internship. So she got this internship. She goes to Washington in September of 2000. By the spring of 2001, she's disappeared. She went missing. So not very long, but um so she um so she goes missing um sorry yeah (laughs) i told you this is going to be a journey Um, no and i was i was about to make a joke about she went missing because she couldn't deal with a dc summer but then i was like that's not we don't have to wait for that yeah (laughs) um Okay, so so we back up a little bit, but that's um, the the general overview is when I refer to her in the past tense, it's because she went missing in the spring of 2001. But what happened in the in those what is that in May? So September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, eight, nine, nine months. Whew, okay, um, nine months. So so what happened? So. Chandra um, goes to Washington. She has an internship all set up. Her uh, friend, Jennifer Baker, also, she's also from Modesto. She ends up in Washington um, at the same time, but she does not have a job. So she and Chandra decide, well, let's just go up to the hill and we'll see if we can't get you a job. And so they do. Uh, it's very normal to do something like that. Um, just if you need an internship, a lot of times you'll go to like, you'll just go from office to office. I know it sounds weird, but you'll just go from office to office. You usually start with your own representative, right? Because you're their constituent. They need to help you. That's usually how it goes. And they're kind of always looking for interns and extra hands and stuff like that. So very normal to just sort of like start door knocking in Washington Um, their representative was Gary Condit. So they go to his office, um, which again, very normal. What wasn't normal was that Gary actually happened to be there that day and he took the meeting to meet this intern himself. That normally doesn't happen. Usually it's like a low level level staffer that's just like, yeah, 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 whatever, go over here, get coffee, fine, you can have the job. But um, that's not what happened. Gary said, oh, 
Let me interview Jen. Let's see what's what. They struck up a conversation. Gary gives Jen the job and everybody's happy camper, camper. Chandra is there. They're all bantering, blah, 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 blah. So a couple weeks go by, Chandra comes back to see how Jen is settling in, in the office and Gary's there again. And he starts talking to her and they exchange numbers. So pretty quickly, they've gotten each other's numbers. Chandra apparently was smitten from the beginning. She told friends how handsome he was, how mature he was, just yada, yada, yada. So she was down the rabbit hole. She was just like, he's the guy. Um, so according to friends, she pursued him and started calling frequently. Um, he invited her over one night in October to his apartment, um, which was in this area called Adams Norman of the section of Washington, which is pretty swanky. And it overlooks this Rock Creek Park area. Um, it was noted that this is not normally a place for commuting congressmen to live. They usually live closer to the Capitol, but I don't know, Gary liked to spice it up. So I think Gary didn't really want to be close to, um, some prying eyes. Let's just say that. Well, and maybe he just wanted a longer commute because that's his time for him. Mm. That's true. Maybe he was really into podcasts and just wanted to, you know, get in an episode every day. Anyway, so who knows? Um, <laughs> so she goes over one night um, in October. So they meet in September. They're together, you know, getting together in October and they pretty much hop right into bed. So off we go, off to the races. Um, now people say that, you know, how Gary felt about her at the time is a little more vague. But also, this is not Gary's first affair, and he's got the rules down pretty well. So um, basically, his rules are, you, we tell no one. No one knows. So yeah, you know, just a general rule of cheating on your wife. It's probably a good one. I mean, that should be baseline. <laughs> I'd like to think that there, was, there were more rules, you know, more guidelines, but maybe it was just the one. I mean, that's really the only one you need. <laughs> it is the, the most important one, probably, when trying to secretly sleep with other women. Um, so let's see. So Chandra, so Chandra, um, so the rule was tell no one. Chandra told almost no one. Um, <gasps> she kept it, yeah, she kept it pretty vague with her family, just saying like, um, I, my congressman friend, you know, the guy I see, he's a congressman. We spend time after hours together. He's so handsome, da 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 da. Um, and there's even like home video of them, of her family, like teasing her about it. Like, we don't know who he is, but she's got a guy, like, so cute, like Chandra. So, you know, she's got a boyfriend. Um, so they, they knew that she was seeing somebody. Um, she did confide, confide in her Aunt Linda, though, and then eventually got confronted by her mother and said, okay, this is who it is, but she swore them both to secrecy. So um, needless to say, which I guess we should cover, but um, uh, the congressman was significantly older than 24-year-old <gasps> Chandra. <gasps> That's weird. No, so strange. So strange. Oh. 
interesting peculiar <laughs> um <laughs> unlikely <laughs> unlikely um okay so we cut to spring of 2001 chandra's inter- internship is up and she's looking for a job around town because she wants to stay to be with gary but um no luck so um she decides okay fine i'll go home to california and i'll walk in my um usc graduation you know win win whatever she'd already graduated but she'll like fine i'll walk that'll be my thing for the summer so she packs her all her bags. She tells her landlord she's leaving. She even goes and cancels her gym gym membership. Um, and the lucky gym attendant, which I don't know if we've if everyone has done this, but canceling a gym membership is um, they don't like that. So a lot of times there's like, "Are you sure we can put it on hold? I can give you a discount." Da da da. Anyway, I don't think he did that, but that was the last person to ever see her. So. This gym guy happens to be the very last person to ever see her. And there are like lots of interviews with him about like, was she acting funny? Like what happened? Da, da, da. And he's like, um, she just canceled her membership. Can you imagine having a low level job like that? <laughs> and you just happen to be a person of interest or not even a person of interest, but someone who has to constantly tell the same mundane story of someone coming in to cancel their gym membership. And then never being heard from again. I know, I know. I was like, oh my God, this poor guy. <laughs> it is not worth the seven fifty an hour I'm sure he was making at the time. <laughs> oh, I mean, this was 2001. Uh, let's <laughs> knock that down a few dollars. So true. 575. Oh, poor guy. Um, so the police obviously start, um, start looking around and, um, Gary's name comes up as someone in town who knows her. So they're like, okay, great. Let's interview him. So they interview him twice. Um, the first time is on May 9th. So eight days after she goes missing and he's like, yeah, I know her, but we weren't close. Like, eh. I don't really know that much about her. Um, so the police are now talking to um, obviously Aunt Linda and Chandra's cousin or Chandra's family, Susan and Robert, who, who are her parents and, you know, anything odd, anything odd. And they're like, no, they don't really say much. And then finally, after a few days when the police haven't like figured it out, they say, um, hey, not sure if you know, but she was sleeping with him. They were having an affair and the police were like, hmm, that's strange. He never told us that. Um, meanwhile, the press also get a hold of this. So bu- bu- bum. Um, Aunt Linda and Susan also say, um, they also say like, not only do, not only do we know that they were sleeping together because she told us, but also by the way, here are her phone records. And it's like his number, his number, his number, his number, his number. And so, um, so the police then go back to Gary and now it's been, by this time, it's been 11 weeks after she disappeared. That's like three months, nothing. He said nothing for 11 weeks. So now the police go and they interview him and they're doing like when the, when the FBI does, um, or the police, I think the FBI were involved at this time. I'm not sure. Um, 
but when they'll do, they'll, they won't like come out right and say, Hey, we know you weren't sleeping with her. So all these investigators, they have all these um, great interviews with them too. And they were like, we, the, the third time we interviewed him, once we had this information, we basically went in and asked him the same questions and just said like, do you know Chandra Levy? Do you know where she might've been? And he just kept lying. And then finally this, these investigators were like, dude, we know, like, we know. So finally he says, fine, I know where we were, you know, we had a relationship. So that, what that does is that triggers a search warrant. So in the middle of the night, they raid his apartment looking for anything that they can find. Um, that was obviously a big to do in the press. They were like, why are they there? Why are they there at like two in the morning issuing this warrant? So um, the police come out and, and say that he was not a suspect and they just wanted to rule him out. So, but the, but the way that they executed the warrant was pretty aggressive. So as you can imagine, the rumors abound. Um, there was one, uh, there was one rumor of a professional hitman. Um, there was one of her overdosing in his bed in like desperation and him needing to dispose of the body. That one gets me. I know she was a young girl in love, but she also like did not do drugs, did not do anything. That was just, I was like, that's just a crazy press being obnoxious story to also blame her. Like what? Yeah. Um, Thank goodness times have changed. <laughs> Touche, touche. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and then, so now the media's run wild. So this is, okay, so just as a reminder, this is 2001, we are post Bill and Monica, but this is the new Bill and Monica. So people are going crazy. They're following him everywhere. They're like, press is following him and being like, why did you kill Chandra, blah, 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 blah. This is all on film, he's all over the news. Um, he didn't really do himself any favors though, once it got out, he was super evasive, would not answer any questions, wouldn't talk to anyone. And of course, um, all these other women started coming forward saying, oh yeah, we had an affair. He told me I couldn't tell anyone and I shouldn't call the police once this girl went missing. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he called all these women after like, so, so Chandra goes missing. He now is getting interviewed by the police and he calls all of his past lovers and says, oh, by the way, don't tell them that we, that we had an affair. Cause then he'll know the police will know that I'm having an affair and I might be having an affair with Chandra. Yeah. So not only does he withhold this from the police, he also like wonder covers it up. No wonder Congress doesn't get anything done. <laughs> They're busy with other things. They're, they're rolling calls for mistresses. <laughs> I mean, you got to get what through them all. What an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I don't know, dude. I don't, this is not a good look. Not a good look. So he finally gives an interview to Connie Chung on uh, from 2020. It's a great interview. You should for sure watch it um, on August 23rd. Now she went missing on May 1st. So 
this is now a very long time and he said nothing and she has not been found. Um, also of note, it's August 23rd and you're now two weeks out from September 11th. So why don't we remember this? Because of September 11th. Yeah. Well, we can never forget only one thing and it's September 11th. <laughs> So true. We only have space to collectively remember one, thing. one event. One thing. <laughs> and that kind of was a bigger deal than this one. Very true. Fair enough. Absolutely. That I'm not arguing with. But yes, only one thing in the news at a time. One. That's it. That's it. Um, so in the interview, um, he never and still has not to this day admitted to the affair. He has said- What? Yeah, he's never, never admitted to it. Yeah. So um, he says his lines are, I made, the only thing that he says is he said, I've made mistakes in my 34 year marriage. Yeah, sure. How long <laughs> did that marriage last ultimately? Um, they did not get divorced. They are um, going strong. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, apparently that was not um, a deal breaker, as they say. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know what? Mm -hmm. Every pot has its lid. Oh, so true. So true. Um, so, and then also he says, uh, he says in this interview that he, um, Connie, Connie Chung keeps asking him, you know, um, were you having an affair? What are the details? How well do you like keeps, keeps asking him. And he just says, I'm so sorry. I won't, I won't talk about this out of respect for my family and out of a specific request from the Levy family, which Susan Levy is then you're like, you can imagine this 20, it was not, that's, that's a different 2020 episode, but you can imagine this in the, um, the recap where 2020 shows that clip and then cuts to Susan Levy and says, that's a load of shit. I, we never talked to him. We never said, please don't say anything. She, he, she goes, that is absolute lies. She said, when I heard that live, I laughed out loud. Yeah. This is one of those things and maybe it's the first one that's really struck me this way that we've discussed but can you imagine this unfolding during social media oh my gosh no kidding right like all those armchair twitter sleuths would have like <laughs> cctv footage of him somewhere so with chandra like proving Demois would have a field day on instagram stories with everyone reporting seeing them at some secluded little bot in yes. the DC area. <laughs> so true. Can you imagine all of like the, uh, the, the, um, like the AIDS on Capitol Hill? <laughs> yes, all of the anonymous sources. Yes. Oh, the unnamed sources of sightings and she came in once and he touched her hand and they went into, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was the fallout? 
Okay, I, so like, I, for some reason, Chandra Levy is confused in my mind with Lacey Peterson. Okay. So as you're okay. talking about this, uh, I'm picturing Rob Lowe from the Lifetime TV movie <laughs> about Lacey Peterson. So that's been a real roller coaster for me. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't believe that they look like, but, but stay on that track because that's a nice picture. Just stay on the, it's yeah. always nice to picture Rob Lowe. So just, well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, uh, he's basically running on a loop in my mind 24-7. <laughs> oh, you've done it right. You've done it right, my friend. There yeah. we go. <laughs> um, okay, so the one time that... Okay, so so Chandra goes, leaving, goes missing. Um, Susan then finally tells her husband as well, like Robert... Um, Chandra's dad didn't know that she was having an affair with this guy. And so Susan finally, like after she's disappeared, she's like, I don't know, something's up. She was having an affair with this guy. He was married. He's much older. He's a congressman. And Robert's like, well, I'm going to call him. So they look him up in the phone book. Yeah. Robert calls him and confronts Gary and said, you knew my daughter. You were, you were having an affair with her. Like where, how did she go missing? Like what happened to her? And like straight up calls him out and Gary denies the affair. He said, we were not having an affair. I didn't know her and I have no idea where she might be. And I have nothing to do with, you know, her disappearance. And Robert was like, huh? Like he just lied to me and my daughter's missing. And I know he's lying. And he was like, that's upsetting. And Susan was like, Susan was pissed. (laughs) Susan was like, I don't have patience for this. Like you are awful. So from day one, the Levy family like didn't, didn't believe his whole shtick. Like Susan was like in this interview, he's being evasive. He's hiding something. He's super shifty. She's like, why would you lie to her father about this? Like, it's just a whole, she's like, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. And also in a wonderful, um, not surprising example of hypocrisy, um, during the whole Bill and Monica thing, Condit was very insistent that all of the lurid details of Clinton's non-sexual, mind you, affair be aired publicly. So Connie Chung in this interview asked him about that. She's like, what's the difference between you and Bill Clinton? And like, why aren't you being more forthcoming when you insisted that he be very forthcoming, like insisted. And he said, no, 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 that's out of context. Those comments that I made about him are out of context. I don't, I don't Uh think, I think it should all be kept very private. I was like, "Mm." huh? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's wonderful. And then he also says that he's been upfront and helpful and answered everything truthfully as far as the investigation is concerned. And these investigators, so then it's like, you see that clip in the episode and then it's cut to the investigators and they were like, he was nothing but evasive and nothing but not helpful and slowed down this entire investigation. Yeah. So... He also, there were also reports of him during this time um, doing like shady stuff, like, like disposing of evidence of other affairs. Like he was, he was um, supposedly like throwing out like a wrapping of a watch, like a box of a watch in one trash can and then like a watch in another that was going to be a gift for somebody and like a whole, so he's, he's covering up stuff like that. He's like 
sneaking around at night. He's just being like super shady. And I guess you, I mean, you could chalk that up to like, well, he's getting hounded by the media. So he's like going out at night and trying to avoid them, whatever. But I'm still like, mm, how about you just don't do that? Like, that's not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So here's the, here's what, here's what happens essentially. Um, so on May 22nd of 2002, so a full year after she, over a year since she's been missing, um, the body of Chandra Levy was found in Red Creek Park, the very same park that Gary Condit's apartment overlooks. Huh, uh, that's uh, weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, they did search the park initially, but didn't find anything. Apparently the park is like huge and like, it's all wooded and it's just really like, it's hard to search. So, um, the area that they found her in was actually an area the police said later, like we didn't, we didn't look there. So she was probably there like the whole time. Also weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you search the park, but like not the whole park. Cause it's hard and we're tired. Like, yeah. Well, you know, the cherry blossoms were in bloom that spring. They were distracted. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful time in D.C. So true. So true. It's really the time to go. That's where we should be right now. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Hear that. Yeah. Um, So the medical examiner couldn't really determine the cause of death because too much time had passed. Um, Lydia is quoted as saying the circumstances of her disappearance and her body on recovery are indicative or yeah, indicative that she died through acts of another person, which is the definition of, of a homicidal manner of death. So he's saying, I can't officially say that she was murdered, but she was murdered. Yeah. Cool. Um, as I said earlier, there's a lot about the case. It's very weird. Um, it like drags on. They don't make an arrest until 2007. And wow. yeah. And uh, it's one of those arrests that's like, oh, here's an immigrant walking by. Let's do you, you, sir. Yeah. Um, so there's very loose, like super circumstantial evidence, but they get a conviction. This guy goes to jail and it gets super wonky, but in 2016, um, his conviction actually gets thrown out and he gets released. Yeah. So, um, while this all is happening, like while the case is retried and appeals and all of that kind of stuff, Susan and the family keep hoping that like the police go back to Condit and they're like, okay, we need to look into this further. Like she's still like, there's something there. This guy was not checked out properly. She's like, I feel bad for the guy that, that got convicted. But there's also quotes of like her dad saying, I never really thought it was him. Like it was the guy who got convicted. He was like, I don't know. I just didn't, I never really thought that was, didn't really match in his mind. So anyway, for what that's worth, but, um, but it doesn't seem like that case again or with Condit is going to be reopened, but it does remain um, an open unsolved murder case because of the overturned conviction. So what happened with his congressional career? Okay. So there were consequences. Yay. Uh. Um, (laughs) 
sort of. I mean, not really, but kind of. Um, so Gary was never officially a suspect, um, but as I said, Susan always thought he should have been. Um, she thinks they let him off easy and didn't dig. Um, mm. And he was the only one around that knew her and then lied about it over and over again. Um, but even though he did lie to, to investigators and um, slow down an investigation, legally nothing happened to Gary. He did lose his house seat in the next race. So he got fired essentially. Um, and he ended up moving to Arizona and he ran a couple of Baskin Robbins stores for a while until there was some legal dispute with the company over the franchise. <laughs> so couldn't quite huh. pull it together. <laughs> um, and he's, he now is, he's filed as a lobbyist and he's essentially like scraping up jobs here and there to get by and they're fine, but they're not, um, he doesn't have, he's not like working in government again and whatnot so yeah i guess the takeaway for me <laughs> is rule number one of having an affair is tell no one that you're having an affair right. and rule number two is someone is going to break rule number one <laughs> accurate yes so Correct. Just assume that someone has told someone if you were asked by police if you had an affair and, you know, come clean. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things police say he's not, he's not, you know, he was never a suspect, but I don't know. It's just fishy. He's the only one who knows her. You know, the mom's getting a weird vibe, which whatever, I, you know, it's fine. Um, he is super weird on this 2020 interview. Like, and he was absolutely a rising star in the Democratic Party, as they are. But so, like, it wasn't like he was not media trained or like, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't used to being in front of the camera, um, which sometimes that, like, makes people seem awkward or like, whatever. But um, he, like, you know, would give speeches and ran for Congress and had held seats in government in California. So, like... He knew what was going on and he was just so evasive and like not, it was not, it was not good. And I just, the whole like 11 weeks and still would not have told the police unless the police found out. Like, it's just too long if you have information on someone who's missing. Yeah. So... I mean, I know you want to save your career and I guess, I guess you can't like, oh, you, you hope you have a conscious because like you've cheated on your wife for 34 years, but you know, I guess that's not really a thing. And then the other one that I'm just like, that's so weird is the park. Yeah, that's it's weird. Very um, circumstantial yeah. at best. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, those are the fishy items to me, but that is the, um, the scandal of Gary Condit and Chandra Levy, and that ruined his, um, his, his life in public office as, yes, but also a very tragic tale of a young girl. So. And also one that has just become a name that perhaps everyone's like oh yeah what was that story mm -hmm. yeah when I was looking it up too I was it was I mean terrible terrible that 
we don't that it's not like oh yeah and, and she tragically died I was like oh yeah she I was like something happened I was like they found her right like no like they found her and she was for sure murdered so yeah. just very strange oh. and I don't know a little yeah a little a little they, these circumstances it's under weird which- It's weird what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, look, I think that absolutely this had, you know, the timing, there's, there's, uh, there's some information in there too about um, Susan and Robert, like trying to keep this, not necessarily in the news, but just like in keep investigators on the case. And they just couldn't, I mean, this is, there's like there, I think there was something else we talked about too, where it's like, oh yeah. And then September 11th happened. And then we forgot about everything else that happened before that. And these investigations and everything, like just priorities shifted and, and rightfully so I, I get it, but it's just, it's so tragic for those families that were like, well, what happened to my daughter? You know, it's like, I, I, yes, I'm terribly saddened by everything that happened you know, on that day and what that means for this country. But, you know, I, I too have lost a loved one and, you know, what are we going to try and do about that? So yeah, it's crazy. So, and then her body is found and then they don't make an arrest for another five years. And then they cancel that out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a crazy jailhouse informant and then a lady who like, yeah, this crazy lady, she has a really funny name. And I started going down that rabbit hole and I was just like, I can't, I can't like, this is too much. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, so so. This, everyone treat this as your appetizer for the wild true crime story. <laughs> yes. There you go. This is just a teaser, a lead in. You're welcome. <laughs> These are the shady things that I think, but um, that's the story. That's the story. That's the well, scandal of the day. Choice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and we will see you all next week. No, we won't. You'll oh, hear sorry. us next week. Sorry, I don't know why I can't get used to this podcasting thing. I don't know. <laughs>